All right, so another episode, another day of the month of May, which means it's still Asian Heritage Month in Canada. And as usual, I don't really have anything totally set up for this, but this time I did take down some notes of what I did want to address today, which is representation. Now, from my perspective, from what I've witnessed, What I've heard from others in the Asian community is that we tend to be underrepresented. Or if there is representation, sometimes, you know, it's like the stereotypical model minority representation, or like the techie person, or the quiet does what we're told representation. I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there, but I'm going to move on from that. Um, Right? Like with representation, you know, it doesn't just mean presenting one side of a culture that is perceived to, I don't know, be the most associated stereotype or the most associated norm with that culture. It's also about what's not said, what's not represented. Like, uh, What's that statistic that Asian Americans are three times less likely to seek treatment or help than other racial groups? And that's in the US, but I kind of feel like that would be for here in Canada too. I am having a really hard time finding statistics about that kind of thing for here in Canada. So if you have a resource, let me know, um, specifically with Asian groups. The other thing is that we're also the least likely racial group to seek mental health services. Like, and again, that's a statistic primarily in the US, but if I think about my own experience, it's like, well, hell no, I would never have thought to ask for help if I was given a survey like three or four years ago about seeking mental health services. I probably would have been like, no, like what would I need that for? Um, Yeah, like asking for help wasn't well, it was, it was an idea, but I never thought to act on it because I thought, well, I need to do things on my own and adhere to a stereotype, even if I was screaming for help on the inside. So, you know, some of that self-awareness versus the action part, um, I feel like the action piece of seeking help is what is underrepresented, even though, you know, maybe for some of us we are screaming for help on the inside, but just not acting on it because we feel that we can't. Which is, it's a big why for me. It's a big reason why, you know, I decided to keep going with the show. I mean, I wasn't going to quit, but I was stuck and I lost my way of why did I start this in the first place? So it's kind of like what I said last week, right? Like this matters to me. Representation matters. It doesn't matter how... ADHD presents, because it presents itself in so many different ways, in anybody, right? Um, (laughs) Representation matters with ADHD, no matter who it is. Representation matters with mental health, no matter who it is, no matter what country you're from, what color your skin is, right? Like, maybe a mild tangent, maybe not, but... I mean, when COVID became the dominant topic of news, right, it also ushered in a rise of violence and hate towards Asian folks. 
It, it made me extremely cautious. It's made me extremely anxious, especially from the Atlanta shootings, right? And it made me a little weary. Like, yeah, like I've experienced discrimination. I've experienced racism. Um, and again, thinking that that was just a normal thing that I had to deal with. But the thing that is for sure is that ADHD doesn't discriminate. Mental health doesn't discriminate. ADHD doesn't have a race or a color. It has its stereotypes, but a, a stereotype doesn't necessarily define the way something shows up. ADHD exists in people who are high achievers, underachievers, if they got high grades or low grades, whether they work in an office or are a tradesperson, does physical work, does desk work, whether they're entrepreneurs, employees, parents, kids, right? And there's something to be said about representing all of those groups with ADHD. And of course, my primary focus is sort of spotlighting like, hey, I'm an Asian folk, I've got ADHD. I'm not a stereotype of, of the, the model minority. And yeah, that, that matters to me. As much as we, as much as we see like, you know, there's stories and there's articles, I think it's important to hear from the people who have, you know, experienced ADHD the way they have. In some ways, I almost wish I had more experience being diagnosed with ADHD. Like if I was diagnosed at a younger age, I could speak more to what having ADHD meant for me growing up, but I, I wasn't diagnosed. I wasn't diagnosed until I was 30. So I, I don't have that perspective. But what I do know is that being a visible minority who had, you know, clearly some, I guess, quirks, as we call them sometimes, right? Giftedness. Maybe things would have changed or been different for me if, if I would have known then, or if it was something that, at least for me and my experience, if that was something that was accepted then. But, you know, I, I can't know for sure. But what I do know is that eh, there were, there's, you know, even now doing some outreach locally, there have been a couple instances where it's like, well, no, we're not going to talk about mental health. We're not going to talk about that. We're not, t to me, th they're not ready to talk about it. But it's just something that a couple of particular groups here locally don't want to address. And it makes me ask the question, why? You know, like it's not, it's not supposed to be a bad thing. If you would have asked me five or six years ago about mental health stuff, I'd have been like, well, no, like, I don't want to talk about that. We don't talk about that. And I, I don't want that to be the norm anymore for the, for the Asian community, right? I, I feel like it's important for anybody. It doesn't matter actually what culture you come from, where you come from. Mental health is important. Talking about mental health is important. And especially with ADHD, it's it's not a matter of, you know, put your head down, get things done, or just do it. Because I think a lot of us with ADHD know that saying, we'll just do it, like, that's not motivating. It's not helpful. It brings on a lot of shame because 
How many of us have said, well, I wish I could just do it, but I can't. And then when we're asked why we can't just do the thing, we say we don't know. And that's a valid reason, right? Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we are stuck. Sometimes we get stuck at the wall of awful. Thanks, Brendan Mahan, for that awesome analogy of the wall of awful, because that was what helped me figure out, oh, that's, is that really what that is? Right? Like, we all have our own versions of a wall of awful. Um, all this to say, that was, that was a tangent, um, is, yeah, I want to interview Asian folks who have ADHD, who are okay with being out, or who are already out about their ADHD, because that representation matters. And I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think half the time I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, let's... I want to hear about it. I want to talk to you about it. I need to figure out how to uh, record multiple people on here because I still haven't figured that out. But yeah, I want to add some representation in the Asian community, for the Asian community, for everyone, really, to share what these different experiences are like for us. Because my experience isn't the only one. I know that. My experience is going to be... It's probably going to be completely different from another person. Some of the things we'll relate to, yes, but, you know, I've talked with a couple people locally who either speculate highly that they have ADHD or are managing like another mental health issue. Some of them have the same mental health issue, but it's it's showing up in different ways for us. And I want to show our community, the Asian community, right? It's okay to talk about when we're struggling. It's okay to talk about what affected us, why we didn't seek help sooner, what factors either have us discover late or what triggered us to try and find an answer to the things that we struggle with. And even if it wasn't ADHD, if it was something else, that, that first step is always looking or, or asking for help. Maybe not, well, looking for it in the right places, yes, but asking and being open to suggestions, being open to feedback about, you know, what it is that people see us struggling with and the right kind of help too. So yeah, I want, even if, you know, some of this, well, it's going to extend past May, like it's not just about Asian Heritage Month. It's, yeah, I just don't want anyone in my community to feel like they can't speak up when really they are struggling, when really they are screaming for help. And accepting that it's okay, accepting that we can have neurodivergent brains, we can be neurodivergent. It's not a thing to be ashamed of. And that's not to say that I don't feel shame about it sometimes. I mean, I feel shame about it a lot. I feel shame when my ADHD wins and I forgot one small thing. I feel shame when my ADHD wins and I impulsively act on something that I think is helpful, but really it's like, it causes more chaos than it should or than I thought it would or thing, things like that. If I don't stop now, I'm gonna keep rambling. So yeah, just know that 
whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, your voice matters, your perspective matters, your experience matters, you matter. If you need to reach out to someone, if you're struggling to do that, if you haven't given yourself permission to do that, to reach out for something that you need help with, here is some external permission to go ahead and do that. If there's just even one small thing that you can ask for help with, if there's one small thing you need to talk through with someone about, you know, here's, here's your external permission to do that. I know you don't need my permission to do what you want or need to do, but if this is the extra little push you need, then hey, go ahead and do it. And I've always been surprised at how willing people are to help. And maybe it'll be the first time in a while or ever that you are asking for help for something, big or small. I encourage you to give it a try. Because if I didn't ask for help and if I wasn't open to a little bit of feedback, however reluctant I have been to either ask for help or receive feedback, you know, that's, it is helpful in the end. And given it's from somebody who understands. So until next time, until next week, until whenever I put out another episode, I hope everyone takes it easy. And if you're listening to this on the day it came out, have a good weekend. And if you're listening to this in the future, Keep going, because you matter. Talk to you next time.